Hey, welcome back to Rough Stuff Podcast number four. Uh, my name is Garrett, and I also have Mallory here. Hi. And our guests today are Stephen and Nick. Hey, guys. Howdy. What's going on? Um, so, Stephen, why don't you explain what you do here for Rough Stuff? Uh, well, I do the purchasing um, and importing and sourcing. Uh, it's quite a quite an entertaining job. It's definitely exciting and never a dull moment. Yeah. How, yeah. how long have you been with us? Maybe <laughs> eight years, seven or eight years, somewhere in there. About eight. Time flies. What shop did you originally start in, and what was your position? Here, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of used to just run errands. You started at Rancho, right? Yeah, back you, in the Rancho yeah, days. Like, I remember you just like uh, yeah. using the chop saw. Yeah, I was like the... chop saw master. Yeah. You know what I mean? You needed that stuff cut or you know yeah, trash yeah. taken out. Can you amazing. describe the Rancho shop, aka the cave? Um. You kind of had to do a lot of like uh, sidewalking, um, and definitely uh, you got to suck in the chest to get through a few of the the, the spots in there. Tightly, tightly. Uh, yeah, it was amazing quarters. the stuff that was packed into that place for sure. You never would have thought there was like nineteen cars in there. Do you guys have any photos of that place too? I can't find any of my photos. I don't have any photos of before it. camera phones. Yeah, that thing you was, had to like think bring had, out your digital camera. I, I mean, I, I had think, like a razor phone back. I think then. I had razor pictures. I, I think know. it was on my razor phone too. Like the, <laughs> I remember having pictures of like stuff we did back then. But we hmm. just have to keep the memory alive through stories. For sure. I just remember it was like a he built like an upstairs. Oh, you know, yeah. thing and like don't like wear a, clean clothes in there. I knew that much. Like, <laughs> I know. Should, if you showed up like trying to like go on a date, like I'm gonna get these parts and then I'm gonna meet a chick, it was like not happening. I know he always gives me a hard time. Dan does about like if when I did go in there and if I wore white that I was like curled up like this. Like, Thank you. It yeah. was filthy. It was kind of a yeah definitely. Yeah. I guess your average metal shop, you know, that yeah. just mm-hmm. didn't get clean. Yeah, I'm everything sure we didn't was, have a broom, you know. No, and no. everything was done in one area. So it's not like yeah, here no, where you, the warehouse is much tidier and then you go into the machining and the welding area and it's metal shavings. Everything was done in one area. Yeah, there was like a desk that was like the sales slash shipping slash like sorting. It was pretty much everything. The break table. It was... Uh, yeah, it was like one table, right, with all yeah. the with all the uh-huh. dividers on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember just walking in and like, hey Dan, like just walk beeline to Dan. Hey, I need this, and then it was like, yeah, cool. And then you always showed up with uh, Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, <laughs> Diet, Diet, Diet Coke. Coke, yeah, You're Diet right. Coke, and a pack of cigarettes. Marlboro <laughs> lights. And he yeah. was like, like that was the the like. You must to sweeten have been a them up. Favorite customer. Well, you <laughs> just you brought that liked. to butter them up, you know. Yeah. And then you were like, I need this and this, and then it was. True. It always it always helped. The nice thing about that shop is Dan was always there. Yeah. Sunday through Saturday, Monday through Friday, like he was there all the time, anytime, and he would answer his phone anytime. Oh yeah. He would answer the door anytime. His customer service was one hundred for sure. But that dude's a savage. I mean, I remember I brought my Land Cruiser by one night, and that guy put on a welding hood and welded some shit on that thing at like. I don't know, almost one in the morning. We were like drinking hmm. beers and I was like, well, I got to try this. And he's like, I'll just do it. And like, no bullshit. He took Jay Wyatt's welding helmet, I think, and put this cross member thing on my Toyota and away I went like at two or 30 in the morning, like crazy stuff trying to go. The things you do when you're going wheeling. That's you know? Dan though. He, he's always been so committed and helpful and generous. He really will like stop what he's doing to help any day of the week, any time, um, and I think that's what helped build Rough Stuff and the, the Rough Stuff name. Yeah, and for the sure. customer service. Yeah, everyone like really likes Dan. 
Oh, yeah. Back in the day, he was the only, I mean, when I was dealing with you guys uh, in the beginning, you know, it was, that's all it was, was Dan and you went in there and you talked to him and you brought him cigarettes and mm-hmm. some soda and he'd hook you up. And so it was, uh, you know, he was always nice to me. He always, he always took care of his customers. Mm-hmm. I think every customer that came in, he genuinely considered like a friend. He remembered names and things like that. It definitely really helped build the brand that we have today. And a for lot sure. of longtime customers, which we're super grateful for. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about like the people that like the or the phone conversations back in the rancho days to people who now compete against you in this business. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, you know. Well, speaking of phone call, even at the Sweatser shop, Dan would sit on the phone with a customer for forty five minutes talking either off-road or not about off-road at all. And he just had the time to just chat with these people. People, you know, when we tried to transition from Dan to a sales team, it was like, no, I want to talk. Oh, they only want to talk to Dan. Yeah, that was was like, press four for Dan. That (laughs) That line would have been on fire. That was a long transition. It was, people still call and ask for Dan. We still get DMs occasionally on Facebook or Instagram, like, hey, can you ask Dan this? Or, hey, Dan. They just approach, hey, Dan. Yeah, the problem is we'd changed so many things he would just make mistakes and cause problems. Essentially. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think, oh yeah. I think it's well, he funny. cared. He cared too much. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, which is not a bad thing, but well, he wouldn't even know. use it. The system probably. That's so exactly. Like, there would be like weird part numbers yeah. in or like a weird note. Like he'd freestyle. This, and we're like, well, what's this mean? Like, do we have to, so we have to call it's a like, customer back and be like, what's this actually? Oh, right. In <laughs> yeah. works or whatever. I just, know. Yeah. Just every like, it's funny when people message us and they're like, hi, Dan, and they think they're going to talk to Dan because just the other day we asked him if he saw a post on Instagram or something. He's like, no, I don't even know what our Instagram handle is. I'm like, ah, oh, it's rough stuff, specialties. That's fresh. Yeah. He, he says he doesn't know how to use it, but, you know, he does. I don't know. He said something about Pinterest the other day, so I'm sure he's on it. Oh, he yeah. loves Pinterest because he wants to build an entirely timber-framed home. So he has... He's got on this Pinterest kick, and he's got a board. You should ask him to see it. He would love to show you. Yeah, I'm he's, definitely going to have to give him a He's about to. Uh, we were talking about, like, I think he brought up, like, the, a, a juicer the other day. <laughs> and so, I just think of that crazy commercial with that old dude. Oh, Jack Willane. <laughs> yes. The Jack Willane yes. juicer. And he's, yes. like, 105, yeah. but, yeah. you know, he's rollerblading. Still partying hard. Yeah, yeah Mallard had bought one, like, years ago. And we, like, <laughs> barely used it. We're like, this thing sucks. It's like, the it's, worst to clean. Yeah, it sucks. It's a pain in the butt. And we're just like, whatever. We'll just eat whatever we normally eat. And so I told Dan, I'm like, I, I don't even want this thing. And he's been texting me every day. To bring it? To bring it, yeah. Wait, what, what got <laughs> him on funny. the kick to juice? I have no idea. He didn't tell you he saw, like, a documentary? He's going to no. try to put, like, a fish through it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I caught this trout. It's fish juice. No, yeah. he's going to bring us a juice. What flavor is it? Oh, it's romaine and trout. Yeah. It's soy uh, chai trout. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine. It has so many parts, and it's very intricate that... He's not going to like it. Yeah, that's a pain. That's awesome, though. Way to go. Yeah, the juice, funny. man. You know, he I needs... He's, I guess he's trying to get on a health... He's on a health kick, Do you maybe? picture Dan walking around with a green juice in his hand? Uh, Yeah, it's called a frozen Mountain Dew Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does love his Slurpees. Although, actually, I don't think he does the Mountain Dew one anymore. I don't. Th- I think it's all the Coke one, maybe. Yeah, yeah he I likes just... Yeah, Coke. Sometimes, yeah. maybe, he mixes a nice cherry and Just Coke. the cherry, yeah. He likes the... Yeah. <laughs> do yeah. Remember, do you remember having the... So when you're using the chop saw, you'd have to 
like do it in between like phone calls. Yep. Yeah. Someone would be like, it would be like one of the, tw- you or one of the twins would be like, Hey, <laughs> stop that. Yeah. Or you like try to hit something on the wall. Dan would always like, Dan always does like the, like arms over his head. Like the SOS. At you. Yeah. SOS. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. It'd yeah. Be pretty funny. Yeah. But that was like back in the cell phone days too. I remember he'd get, God, he'd get so, it would be like, I think we, back in the rancher days, it'd be like, 10 orders a day or something and everyone was like mm-hmm. doing backflips it was crazy. <laughs> you know now it's like 10 orders in 30 minutes or yeah. everyone's out of here yeah. You know? yeah we're in trouble you guys better leave yeah yeah it's crazy how it's evolved and yeah. you were around when we moved over to switzer mm-hmm. and then we moved next door to that shop yes. you were there for all of that yeah no i, I, I missed some of those i was moves. over on switzer about 10 minutes ago looking for this where you didn't know we moved <laughs> i knew but i was like oh they moved farther down and yeah. i'm like riding around i'm like huh. Yeah, I know. Literally, it is just directly across from where we're sitting across the train tracks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it pretty just much, about yeah. the same. The brewery actually is like right over here. Before they built the fence, we used to just, just walk over the train tracks here. Yeah, they now they built they purposely a fence. did that. Yeah, huh? yeah. Dang it. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the old days in Rancho and then Switzer was... Switzer was pretty neat with the the both sides, how like he took over both buildings at one point or kind of cut the hole. Yeah. Cause there was like three, was it three or four different buildings that he Mm -hmm. had rented plus a container by the time we, I guess. Did we have a container? Yeah. We had a storage container too. Cause I know I used to put my Land Cruiser in there. (laughs) I rented that for like 30 bucks a month Was that around the back corner? Um, no, I think it used to be like where the bathroom was. Oh, okay. Or the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was a couple containers there. Yeah, I, I think me and that. Jeff used to like rent a container from him yeah. or something. Yeah. Just to yeah. store some stuff. Yeah, it was nice. I just leave my Toyota in there and yeah, just pick it up when I needed it. It was totally it was forgot great. about that. That's yeah. Funny. But that was crazy because I mean, all they have these like upstairs lofts and yeah, mm-hmm. it was just nuts. That was the first sweatshirt. Yeah, sweatshirt. there was like some crazy office upstairs. Yeah, with, with the this, spiral staircase. Yeah, spiral staircase and like some crazy like door thing or something. I guess it was a crazy like iron company. That's where I used yeah, to work. Yeah, I used to work there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's there was a door or something that was outrageous. It's just like, what is that doing up here? Like, yeah. I worked there before cool. rough stuff doing like ornamental iron work. And gotcha. then that's how we got the shop because I knew that. Oh, was that, that with Eric? Uh, yeah, with Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about Eric. Yes. Old yeah. Fields. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good, good time. That yeah. was a fun time at Switzer because we were growing so fast. It, it was like stressful, but it was really cool mm-hmm. to, I don't know, now we have to walk way further, further yeah. to get anywhere to do anything. <laughs> But before we were all in this tight, tiny area. You know how Dan used to like just yell kind of for no reason? Like you, you kind of became numb to it. And when I was welding, I was in like a normal office chair. And I heated her behind me in the winter time. And I'm welding. And I and as I'm welding, I kind of would turn my chair to rotate like around the, the differing there. And uh, I hear Dan yelling and screaming. I'm like, I'm not going to like stop in the middle of this weld. Like there's no reason to, you know? And so I finished the weld and I, and I popped my hood up super casual and like my whole chair is on fire from the heater. <laughs> it's like two feet, three feet over my head. It was pretty funny. I've definitely seen a few chairs catch on fire here over the years. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those fire extinguishers didn't make such a bad mess, I tell you. Yeah. I don't, I, don't even awesome. th- I don't even think I use an extinguisher. I think I just put like a welding Patted blank, like patted it out mm-hmm. or put a blanket yeah. on or something. You know, I've seen it fine. twice over here and it's like, so man, have I. what a mess. <laughs> there was one we caught on our security cameras like <laughs> a amazing. couple years ago. That's that was rad. good. Yeah. I always yeah. forget about that. The security camera probably has some gold footage with people falling and one just random One of the funniest ones I saw here. was like one of the guys backing up on a forklift. I think it was Ty. And he's backing up and he's looking over his shoulder. Well, it, the forks are kind of high. 
and he hits uh, like he grabs like an extension cord like one of the reels and it's just reeling out (laughs) (laughs) and so it goes for like 30 feet or whatever it was and as soon as he's already picked up speed by then by the time he hits it the whole thing just rips off the freaking roof or oh i remember that yeah it was stuck to the floor and just flies across the room it was pretty funny that's right yeah that is good yeah yeah there's definitely been some funny moments there for sure i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. to those i need to get those back did you work originally just to like for trade? Yeah, I actually yeah. just worked for uh, for money to go get tore up on the weekends. I'd hit them up on like Thursdays and Fridays, and then maybe Saturday mornings, and then uh, for parts for my Land Cruiser. It was uh, it worked out very well. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what positions have you done since that one? Because you were in sales for a really long time. I'm sure uh, some of our listeners might remember you from good old sales days. I mean, I guess pretty much just sales. Really, I've been trying to just do that and. Then moved up to the purchasing full time after it was too much to do both. And mm-hmm. Did you start? So you started in. You started out doing like the trade stuff back in Rancho. Then we. Then you started doing sales mm-hmm. directly. Sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of learned to help everybody out. So I mean, you kind of do everything when the phones aren't ringing. You know. Did yeah. you have to reverse the deals that Dan was doing? Uh, yeah, you kind of have like a sliding scale almost sometimes on like what to tell them on how to like bring down the discounts, you know, <laughs> cause he would, he would, you'd have to like bring the customer back down to reality. Cause sometimes they would just assume that, you know, if they didn't hear the right price, they'd call back and ask for him. That's or, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> to field those phone calls. Yeah. You'd be that guy, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. So how do we know Nick Garrett? Um, you know, actually Honestly, where did I meet you back in the day too? Yeah, I was uh, I was around back in the Rancho days. Yeah, I know. So I, I saw you like at the Rubicon for the trail cleanup with us, but then I'm like looking at you. I'm like, man, I know this dude from somewhere. And, uh, and then Stephen was saying he used to like party with us back in the day, like in at the old duplex out there. Oh yeah, it was uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Back in the Rancho days, we I used to get a bunch of parts from Dan and go see you and you. would Stack your car full of <laughs> yeah. a little uh, rice rocket full of stuff. Take it. <laughs> oh yeah, you did have a street bike, right? No, uh, like a, a Civic. The Sat- Saturn problem. Oh, yeah. Was it the oh, Saturn? Oh, oh. yeah you Saturn. did have a street bike, but not when you worked at Rough yeah, Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I worked okay. at Rough Stuff. Then, okay, yeah. it's fresh. Yeah. So you That's came where, out yeah. to our trail cleanup recently, and I heard you were giving some really good instructions to some of our staff. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're great welders and great fabricators uh construction might not be their their uh forte uh he was hustling out there though like he just popped in there popped in there with the shovel and started just digging out these holes and and uh just getting after it, it was pretty Definitely funny. qualified labor yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um nick what do you do uh currently i work for sacramento county oh, okay um basically digging holes so oh so that's why you're oh, a pro. So yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah you know it's pretty that makes a lot of sense it's pretty good you you fill up the back of the shovel the front's always full yeah yeah, yeah. how do you know steven man uh i think we find i heard stories of him when i was a kid Ooh. we grew up in the same neighborhood and he had actually then his family had moved out of the neighborhood and uh then i think one of your old employees I worked with before he worked here and he knew Steven and we met at his house and oh, uh, Richie. Oh yeah. Oh, Richie. Did you know Ruby? His dog Ruby? Oh yeah. yeah. I loved Ruby. She used to come in every day and get a treat from me. It's <laughs> a real treat. Yeah. She was so cute. <laughs> I don't think you went anywhere without that dog. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I met Steve finally through him, and then uh, and we just hit it off, and it was wheeling and partying and a lot of nights we don't remember. I guess <laughs> three of my favorite things. <laughs> um, so we wanted to know since you know Steve, you've known Stephen for so long. What can you tell us about him that we might not not know, or that you're allowed to? Oh man, he's pretty much an open book. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he leaves anything to hide. You guys have you spend more time with him than I do. And That's true. Yeah. We didn't know if you had any deep, dark secrets we could hear. I wouldn't tell him anyway. <laughs> we figured. What kind of friend is that? We figured. We figured. Um, so, Stephen, how did you, before you started at Rough Stuff, how did you get into off-road? I, I guess it was just the cool thing to do. I don't really, I'm, I thought all of the, the cars on the street were kind of lame. You know, it's kind of fun to just run stuff over and break things. Was the Land Cruiser your first rig? Or? No, I had an 85 Toyota pickup, but um, it kind of turned out to be like a, a good looking piece of garbage. Um, I had like four motors in the first like year I had it. So, uh, you know, just wasn't really working out. But I was able to sell that and buy this Land Cruiser that was definitely... Uh, a lot more capable out of the box. When was that? When did you start doing all that? Um, like 99, maybe somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Yeah. Pre uh, Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> Old stuff. Yeah. Did, is it true that Dan used to tell people you rolled it over 200 times? Yeah. I don't know. Like there's a lot of, uh, like it, it was like he would add twenties to it every time someone <laughs> would mention it. I know that I've probably personally rolled that thing like a good 20 or more times. And I got many friends that have too. And there's probably a few that won't say anything about them because <laughs> you just kind of know, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's all right. It was fun. And that, that thing still has the stock motor. Um, yeah, a stock motor. It's yeah. a straight six straight still. Six, yeah. yeah. It's on vacation right now. Just hanging out. One what, day it'll get going again. What rough stuff products do you have on it? Um, I mean, probably all the universal parts really like from shackles to spring hangers. Um, I have that legendary 9.5 diff cover on Ooh. the back, the elusive one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Steering pretty much. I mean, anything that you guys made, I would try to throw at it. So, and then you had your Ford for a really long time. Yeah. That thing had a diff cover in our steering and Mm -hmm. that was, that was pretty nice stuff. It held up well. That was a, was it a 250? Uh, F350. F350. And then it had the extra long bed, right? Yeah. That thing was ridiculously long. Yeah. People, people knew you for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now you have a razor. Yeah. I have this razor and it definitely makes you think twice about having some of these rock crawlers. (laughs) It's pretty entertaining, but you know. Mm New chapter in life, I guess. Dude, when I saw you guys, when we were at the Rubicon waiting, like we weren't, we were camping, right? And the day you guys, were you, did you guys camp there that night or did you show up just for the day trip? Just for the day. Yeah. So we're camping. I'm waking up, get, putting my tent together and I hear this razor just hauling. And, and I look over and all I see is like the co- the gold color. Yes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if that was them. I couldn't even like make out your face. <laughs> um, Dude, Lewis was mentioning something about. Uh, some bolt locker competition you guys had like back in sales. What was that about? Yes. So me and Lewis and Kevin Betancourt, when he did sales with us for a minute, he uh, we all got into this competition for bolt lockers, trying to upsell them because they were just terrible. Like it's, I mean, it's not a terrible product, but it was just a lot of work to use it. 
And in the course of a month, I think between Kevin and Lewis and I, I think we were able to sell like six or 700 and we hadn't been able to sell like 50 in two years. Uh, it, it got pretty awesome, but Dan shut us down. He said it was pretty predatory. So you know, he has a conscience with it. You know, so we were just trying to unload product. What know? the bolt lockers were are like these essentially like a, it looks like a 12 point socket, right? Yes. And they would keep like nuts from coming loose on, mm-hmm. on, on your rig. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had those for like years and years and years. Yeah, the sales pitch was kind of awkward because you'd kind of tell the customer that they need to go out and use their vehicle because you know everything's going to loosen up. And then you pretty much install it like on the trail. They were super cheap, yeah. though, weren't they too? Oh, like, of course. Like 20, yeah. 30 cents or something. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And if they seemed at all interested, you'd yeah. always bo- you know, go down a little bit more yeah. just to sweeten the deal. I think eventually we just I just said, hey, let's just start putting... Uh, one in every box just to get rid right. of them, you know. Just, Free ones with link yeah. kits. That was my, uh, yeah. my way of closing them out. Closing the deal on the link kit. We're giving you those. So yeah. it didn't matter if you sold it. No matter what, you got rid of it. That's how you won. Uh, no, I mean, it was the selling of the point. After Dan shut us down, we started giving them away. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we just, yeah. But it was fun. Gotcha. Nick, how did you get into off-road? With uh, Steven? No, actually, I was into it before. I grew up down in South Sac, so it was a bunch of, you know, I was in the ghetto and uh, a bunch of my friends ended up starting getting rigs and going up and you'd hear all these stories about how everybody's having fun at the Rubicon. So I bought an old uh, 80, 80 or 81 pickup and Toyota and, uh, you know, did the old junkyard Chevy leaf spring swap and put the rears up front and beat the living hell out of it. (laughs) And then uh, did everything to keep that thing on the trail and uh, ended up buying a chassis from uh, Josh Matson with a motor in it and then beat the living crap out of that <laughs> thing as much as possible. And then, uh, raced some of that, uh, way back when, when Goodby was doing the first rock races and he had the sportsman class. Was that like the stock kind of class thing? Or that was, was like the four cylinder, six cylinder, like, yeah, it was pretty old school for sure. Super he, he cut that off right away. Yeah, yeah like I think super, it was like, like a season of that madness. Like no rules kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I definitely uh, went out and put a show on and just uh, sent it. What I remember is that Cherokee from, I think it's, like, it's the WFO guys, right? Yeah. yeah I think they've had thing. that thing for years. Yeah. Those dudes. And they would just be doing the, kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so I did that and then like destroyed my rig and, uh, I think I was buying some parts from Dan. Dan was like, you put on a good show. What do you need to race the next one? And I was like, well, my housing's buckled, this and that. So Dan came through and gave me a housing and a bunch of other rough stuff parts. And he's like, I know you're not going to win, but you're going to put a show on. So just go ahead and have a, you know, have it. I think I remember that actually. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I ended up getting it back together and destroying it again. And, then I think I had two or three more trips with it, and uh, I was like, I'm going to link this thing and bought all the stuff to link it, and then decided to be an adult and buy a house. <laughs> Once I bought a house, I think went on the side yard and the trailer and sat and then worked on it, then it sat, and then had a kid, and it was like, oh, it's a two-seater. <laughs> I need a three-seater at least, and uh, it went on the old list, got rid of it, and now my girlfriend has a sweet razor. Nice. So uh, I work on that and beat the crap out of that thing. <laughs> you guys take your razors out together? 
For sure. Where are some of your guys' favorite places to wheel around here? Yeah, I usually just go to like a Rubicon or go hit Fordyce for the day. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. I really haven't been to many other places, hit like, you know, Moon Rocks, places like that, but usually need a bigger group. You go and you've been at the hammers like the last few years too, right? Yeah, that's amazing with the razor. Like I said, that would be fun just to go anytime. I mean, obviously not in the summertime because you'd probably die. Yeah. But <laughs> uh but yeah, that would be that that is one hell of a place to go rip one of those things have you raced or plan to race i do want to race the hammers but i don't know with my kids they're into this motocross hobby and it's quite expensive so uh, we'll there's see only what enough for one person there, at yeah, a there time there really is only enough money for one for one yeah. little uh one little show so mm-hmm. we'll you, see what we can do have you seen the videos mallory of like his kids on the on the dirt bikes yes i have they're crazy yeah How old's your son? uh i have an eight-year-old and a three-year-old yeah, a three-year-old is like yeah he's on his uh his little Oset bike, a little trials bike, and he, he likes to crash that into stuff. And then he's on a PW50 now, but uh, like I said, still a little shaky. So he has an Instagram, or they have an Instagram page too, right? Yeah. What is it? So uh, people can check Wolf it out. Bros Racing. And how do you, is it W O L F F? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And B R O S mm-hmm. Racing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys should check that out if you want to see some little kids getting yeah, after monsters, it. Yeah, little hellions. <laughs> Full send. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an army of them too, and they, yeah. they, they go out and rip. They race in the same classes. It's pretty fun watching them all. My girlfriend has two, and I have one. You know, daycare MX, same thing on Instagram. Uh, you know, they they definitely go out and uh, blow the wallet. Yeah. The <laughs> bank, but it's a uh, it's a different chapter, you know. But it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I have a great time. They have fun. So as long as we can all have a good time, and that's what it's about. It's a family sport. That's awesome. That's, it's just crazy to me to see like little kids rallying around dirt tracks. Especially like that. at three. Yeah. You just feel like they're not that capable and then you see it and you're like, man. Yeah, you just know it's not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> not every time. No. Do you, Are there a lot of like tears or is it more like, it's okay, I can get back up and do it again? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just depends how bad these kids crash because like sometimes, you know, you can, oh, you almost had it, you know. You're doing great, but sometimes you can tell when they really, they really, uh, I've had enough. <laughs> you do your best to end on a good note. Because you, know? <laughs> you want to make sure they want to come back, yeah, right? You know, do one more lap if you took a hard one. Yeah. But there's, there's a times where you head home and there's the times where you just want them to sleep on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> do you so, guys, so you, do you guys take your kids together then the race or? Yeah. Yeah. We all race the same, all the kids race the same classes, classes. and the same uh, same races. So, you know, we're at any point we can have 10 kids out there between our whole group. Yeah. We all kind of just carpool. So it's like, it's not too, you know, we need like a bus or something, you know, and just do it right. When I asked Steven, I was like, I don't know how long have you and Nick known each other? How close are you? He's like, Oh, we're close. We spank each other's kids. (laughs) Okay. That's how you know you're tight. (laughs) Oh, we're not raising kids. We're raising adults, you know, and they're going to be in our shoes one day and there's plenty of pieces of shit out there. Let's race some good ones. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Amen. Um, what kind of crazy trail stories do you guys have that you want to share? We know you've got some. What you got, Nick? Well, uh, let's see. Me and Wolf went up to, what was that? We went up to the Fort Ice, the zombie party. Oh, the Rocktoberfest. Yeah, we yeah, went up to Rocktoberfest. And, what uh, year was this? Mm. We need to set the tone. Ooh. Maybe like 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four kids. Yeah. About, I'd say about 2010. Yeah. He was still, he was still making the lanterns look pretty. It was after one of the many 
upgrades of the or you know, revamps facelifts of the old Land Cruiser, and we uh, I think we were going up windshield two, and he slid into a rock and dragged the whole side of the Land Cruiser down a rock. And he gets out. He's like, "Did it hit the chrome? I just want to know if it hit the chrome." <laughs> The little vent cover on the side. And I'm like, no, you missed it. And he's like, cool. And he literally reaches in the back of the Land Cruiser and grabs a can of powder blue spray paint, hits a little touch up, jumps back in, and we're back on it. Ended up uh, losing the wheel, or one of our friends lost a wheel. We had to wheel out, we had to run out and go get it. We lost a radiator. Yeah, we just steal one of Goodby's wheels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lost a radiator. The old egg learned the egg trick that uh, that one that trip. Oh, on the on the radiator. Yeah, you know, put What's an egg that in there. Trick? So you crack an egg, an uncooked egg, and you put it in the radiator, and it'll it'll get you out for like a hole in the radiator. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> okay, interesting. Learned that one. That was that was a pretty pretty good time. And I think I got smashed, and Steve drove home and. That was it. It was a, one of the day trips, you know, the elusive run up and wheel and then come back home real and then probably went to the bar after that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it's hard to park with that trailer. Yeah, especially the old long Ford. Yeah, that's rough. Definitely not going to be able to uh, get a preferred spot. Yeah, that's probably my one of my best stories with me and him. <laughs> Right on. How many, haven't you like, you, I remember you telling me that you blew, like you probably blown your rear diff or front diff, like, I don't know how many times on that. Cause you still have the 9.5 axles on that thing, right? Yeah, that has probably been, I know I used like every good one that Dan had in the, in the boneyard throughout the years. And then I have to say that I probably bought like five or six of those on top of whatever I've been able to like take from the graveyard over here. So, I mean, at least 10 or more of those things. They don't hold up very well when you have the, the heavy foot. Yeah. But sometimes it's just the only way to get over to the top, you know. It's tough. I'm trying to run with those buggies. Yeah. Stephen, tell us about the Heim suit you want us to get. Yeah, so there's this Heim thing I've been th- this this Heim idea I've been thinking about for advertising purposes. For years. For years. I want to make someone one of our famous salesmen make him famous mm-hmm. by making him wear this Heim suit. But it's been very hard to get the suit in the uh, fitting properly on it. So is that like the giant pickle from Mr. Pickles? Exactly. But you would be a Heim. Yeah. Gotcha. And you would just be just shaking around, you know, maybe some misalignments. Yeah. So far, yeah. no one's been convinced yet. To- no, yeah. it's definitely going to have to be like some sort of punishment. But nowadays, with <laughs> workplace practices and things like that, I'm Dang sure it. it's frowned upon. Yeah. So yeah, it might be the one that never makes it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one of our uh, Instagram followers messaged us. He's at Brandon underscore Miller underscore prep. And he wants to know what the hell is the story behind the asphalt? Um, I've asked that for years and I get no response. Um, just to preface it, these are our, our limit straps we used to sell. Yes. And each one had a patch on it that said asphalt. And yeah. We never explained to anybody. I, why. I bought a set. I think I, <laughs> we sold them for a long time. I sold the set with my when I was doing my three link. I sold the set. I was like, "Here, dude, you could take everything." <laughs> yeah, I think it. we still have some of those, but uh, I have no idea. I I think that the the person we were buying them from was just trying to be uh, clever, trying to be clever. But I'm not really sure how. It's a it's a catchy name, kind of. I guess 
Yeah, I just love like someone a post. I saw a post on like um, uh, Elrod's pro straps thing talking about like asshole straps or something, <laughs> and then like you know in, the, in parentheses it was the 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 ass vault ones. It was pretty funny. But, you know, funny. Our straps aren't that bad, you know. But. The uh, I was telling Daniel Vance I think about about those straps, and he said his friends were like buying them just because they were asphalt. See, <laughs> maybe we need to bring them back. Yeah. Maybe well, they're legendary. I mean, there was other, he had a whole other line of, you know, stuff. He had seats too, but you know, oh. I don't know if I want my ass in an asphalt seat. And yeah. Maybe, maybe that's, that's probably what it was, was the seats were probably the originator of this, of yeah, that, you have that weird name. Just you a just weird way to brand yeah. a product. It's a great yes. conversation starter for sure though. I mean, if someone's checking that out, they're like, ha, asphalt, what's that all about? And you're just like, I don't know. Price was right. Yeah. They're amazing. Well, I hope we answered Brandon's question. Yeah, we did sorry, the best Brandon. we could. <laughs> Let you down, bud. Totally. So we want to talk about a new product we're going to feature. And I previously spoke to you about these single shock trailing arms. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about those? Well, it is definitely going to be an awesome product for anyone linking the back of like a Jeep or a shorter wheelbase vehicle. Um, the traditional dual shock ones that we have are great, but they don't always fit in tight spots. So this is definitely the answer to all those problems. Uh, We actually just had a set welded up today, a prototype set that looks flawless. uh, And we'll be testing them soon, and hopefully we can get them out to you guys uh, as soon as possible. So the DualShock ones are 48 inches, right? Yes. And then the... uh, Or known as the URC. URC. Mm -hmm. And then these ones... These are are 40 inches eye to eye. Yeah, 40 inches. Are there any applications that these would not work for that you would want to use our URC? Um, I mean, it's kind of just personal preference because, I mean, everyone builds things differently. But generally speaking, I mean, if you were going to be doing something that is going to be a longer wheelbase, I mean, something you're going to be using to go fast, uh, it might be good. Um, you know, maybe like a rock bouncer would probably be better suited with the single shock trailing arms. But, uh, I mean, who knows what the way things are laid out these days. But, I mean, to be honest, I would think that the single shock one is probably going to be uh, very popular. Definitely cheaper and easier to use. Okay. Not so many parts? No. Well, less parts. And the big thing about the parts is the shock you're not having to buy. This extra set of bypasses. I mean, they're cool to have, but not everybody needs them. Yeah. And that 40 inches will fit a lot easier. Four feet is pretty long. Yeah. So. For sure. I think it would be better on like a truck or something, but I mean, yeah. not everybody's doing trucks these days with all the cool things on the market. So, so we hope to have those probably end of September, early October. Um, you can, you should hopefully be able to check them out under our new products category. Yes. Awesome. So we have a secret new product in the works we wanted to chat about. It is the Dodge steering kits and possibly we were going to do control arms as well. What do you know about those? Well, the steering kits right now, we're just trying to get everything hammered out, uh, working on some designs and things, but uh, we realized that there were some problems in some of the the newer market with the Dodges and, and even Fords possibly in the future. But, um, you know, right now we're hoping to offer some kits for the uh, 10 and up. Um, and we're also working on a kit for the later models as well, but uh, most likely the newer stuff will come to follow or we'll will come first. Awesome. Okay. Do you need somebody to test them? <laughs> we always yes. need someone to test them. Is, is that something you can put on your Dodge? 
plan to? No, probably not. Because we're like, if we're gonna do the steering, my thing, my truck is probably too new for it. I mean, we could test it on there. But... Not to brag, but it's too new. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still under warranty, so I don't really, <laughs> really want to take stuff off of it. Totally. But I mean, it would definitely work on that. The okay. you know the arms that could be in the future won't be for that truck. They'll be for uh, the older style. So you know the the famed 04 and a half. You know that would be that style one would be pretty popular. The upper and upper and lower ones instead of the trailing arm style like the uh, the newer Dodges. So cool. Yeah, right. be a few things. So we got an off road tip of the week from our warehouse manager Cody. He says, "Take your time, don't rush through. That's how you break things, and make sure you always bring extra water and food." Can you guys elaborate on that? Do you have any personal experiences where you've just smashed through and regret it? Uh, I mean, you kind of know what's going to break. So you kind of just try to bring that stuff or at least have it in the truck. I mean, I don't like not one of those people that has to drive up to the trail and back because I'd be terrified driving what I'd beat the shit out of all weekend home. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it, you always it would do. probably make like a very like it would probably would give you a bad time because the whole time you'd be thinking about how you're going to drive it out, you know. But I would always like just make sure you carry spare, you know, axles and hubs. I mean, your main important, you know, things, maybe a rear drive line, a front drive line. I don't know. But I mean, you come prepared and just let it happen. I don't think a tent's ever made it back from the Rubicon with me. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was in a, like in a million pieces and then you just wad them up and take them home or. Can't figure out how to get it back in that damn bag. Yeah. Usually it's uh, late night. What about the kind that just instantly pop up and open? What's wrong with those? You have to remember to bring them too. Yeah. Oh. They seem delicate. Like if something like doesn't work, then they instantly don't pop up, right? I don't know, man. My friend Kirk, he had one of those things and he had this cot that was like perfectly fit for it. Mm. So it was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of funny. He'd be all passed out and you just go push it over. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's about the only thing I remember about those. But it was pretty neat because like he would just like pop his little bungee cord thing and throw it up in the air. And it would land, you know, assembled. And it's everyone else's Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it was cool, you know, but not cool when someone pushes you over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you should expect that when you show up with gear like that, you know. I mean, someone's bound to mess with you. Well, now you don't have to worry about it because you can just get an overland tent. Yeah. And then you just take that everywhere with you. Tough stuff for the wind, man. That yeah. Delta tent is amazing. And it'll fit on just about anything. Do you think overlanding is something you might get into? You have a family. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure because all the places that we go, we kind of day trip. Uh, but I mean, if there was places that we'd like to go to that, you know, required some extended stays like that, I I would probably be all about it. But, you know, day trips to the Rubicon and Fort Ice, I mean, definitely don't need a tent for that. Uh, but Hey, I mean, you know, some of the other knickknacks that the overland crowd has is pretty amazing. Yeah. They Uh, even have the tough stuff has that canopy. The canopy is legit. Like it's that only thing a couple has, hundred dollars, yeah. I think, too. It's and got I, uses for everything. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I would like to, you know, I could see people using those on like trailers, you name it, you know, Jeeps. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much anything. So those are like the, just the retractable canopies, right? Yeah, like they're like kind of like a like a whiteboard kind of. Pretty much, yeah. I've seen quite a few of them now. People are putting them like on the back of their truck, like where the camper shell and everything is. You drop the tailgate, you put that out. There's some pretty cool stuff that, I mean, those guys, they definitely have some style, but, uh, you know. If you want the hookup, I know a guy who does purchasing for them. Maybe get a sweet deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so we have a product review we wanted to read. You want me to read it? It's from Sam Prince from Facebook. He says, I give Rasta Specialties five stars because I couldn't tell what was stronger. The box they package the diff covers in or the actual diff covers. Turns out the diff covers are pure. 100% American beef. Even the UPS person was having trouble carrying them. <laughs> I always feel bad for those shipping people. How did you guys get parts in the rancho shop? Did Dan give you the box and you packaged them? Did he package them up? No, it was, you were lucky to get the, the UPS box or the USPS box back then, the flat rate box. That was the, the yeah, there was definitely, if you were walking, there was definitely no boxes. You had to hand carry There's, all yeah, your oh, for sure. oily, you, dirty parts. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You would just kind of make a couple trips and just, yeah, hope that they didn't have a nice car you were putting the parts in. Now we're generous enough to give our walk-ins a box. Yeah, nothing free, but the best. The free, the free boxes. The free boxes. Yeah. Dan can spare Those the free priority boxes. priority boxes are pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garrett, you want to talk about the upcoming events? Yeah. So we got uh, the event happening September 28th and 29th is the Pomona Off-Road Expo. So we will have a booth there as, as always. We're right in, at the uh, front gate couple booths in like on the left hand side yeah it's pretty hard to miss us and darren parsons he has a new xj that's going to be there it's pretty sweet it's kind of like a pre-runner style xj and then uh one of our customers lincoln he's actually been there before he, he, have you guys seen that forerunner that he has Is yeah lincoln? yeah actually that forerunner is uh it's pretty awesome and it definitely will turn some heads it's he has, a v8 yeah he, he he did a lot of work to it he's i remember God, he's he's had that thing for probably at least 10 years i remember seeing him riding and driving it around on the street and then all of a sudden you see it with a v8 and you know trailing arms and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff and yeah, he's got like bypass yeah. shocks and all full kinds of party. stuff done. yeah yeah, yeah he's definitely fun party. to go make he's fun to go make runs in with on the trail for sure yeah we can do some mean time trials <laughs> and then we might have stewart's bronco down there stewart uh, was on the second podcast and uh he's been there before with us too but a bronco's pretty sweet it's old school bronco 70s and um isn't he running one of our housings too he does he has yeah. the nine, nine inch rear and a bunch of other parts that we have there signature product yeah mm -hmm. and then we also obviously the, the uh, expo is like one of the events that we sell at so if you're down there come by get a deal okay yeah so we want everybody to email us with comments at podcast at roughstuffspecialties.com or you can DM us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can always use coupon code roughstuffpodcast for 10% off your order at any time. Thanks guys for coming out. Thanks for having we us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Right on. Adios. Toodles.